Welcome aboard, Captain. Uh, welcome to Wrath of Khan Minute, the podcast where we analyze the movie Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. How's it going? It's going very well. I'm very excited. Our first podcast. As am I. I'm very excited to go through this movie in particular. It's a favorite of mine. Agreed. Um, I guess we should probably start off by telling folks you know, why we're doing this. Um, uh, we were really uh, inspired by the folks over at Star Wars Minute, which is a podcast run by Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson. Uh, they've been going through uh, each of the Star Wars movies one minute at a time, um, and they're all the way up to uh, The Phantom Menace now at the time we're recording this. Um, so we were inspired and uh, reached out to those guys and asked them if um, they'd mind if we uh, did our own minute format. Uh, for Wrath of Khan, and they said, sure. Um, so here we are. Um, I think the reason we <clears throat> the reason we picked the Wrath of Khan minute, for me, it's one of my favorite films. Uh, it's probably in my top ten list of, of all time. Um, so for me, it's kind of a, it's a labor of love, and using this format, the minute-by-minute format, just lets us, you know, dissect it even, even more than we do when we're just chatting offline. Um, and uh, and I know that uh, I know this is probably going to make our wives happy uh, because we're yeah. gonna be dis- <laughs> we'll be discussing it here and not with them. Uh, so anyway, exactly. that's why that's why I'm here. Perfect segue. Yes. Excellent. Um, so yeah, it, just like you said, it's uh, this one is a uh, a favorite of mine. Probably I don't know, probably top ten movie all time. I mean, just. Uh, I think me and you growing up together talking about Star Trek and Star Wars and I think this has always been uh, the movie that we've come back to and watched again and again during the college years, during, you know, living out on our own, we would always come back to this quote. I mean, we quote this in everyday life. I mean, that's how (laughs) I think iconic this movie has been, I think, in both of our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, So anyway, uh, so let's get started. Um, so we're going to be talking about today, Minute One. Uh, minute One uh, starts, opens up with the uh, iconic Paramount logo. Paramount and, logo. And uh, dives, into, uh, dives into a bunch of credits. It ends uh, with uh, title cards, uh, uh, Le- uh, Letter Nimoy is how this minute ends. Not very exciting. I think we, yeah. think we see or learn uh, four things in this entire uh, minute. We learned that uh, it's a Paramount movie. We learned the title, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Who's starring? Two people. William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. It's a good start, though. Um, Very good. Yes. So before I think we totally dive into the minute, I just wanted to set some some context. So um, I looked into uh, Wrath of Khan. uh, came out in June of 1982. Um, I was uh, 10 going on 11, so this is... (laughs) Perfect, perfect, uh, perfect age to to get into this. Um, uh, it's the sequel to 1979's Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Um, for those of you who are wondering, 
why are you guys doing this podcast and starting with Wrath of Khan? And I think we talked about it's because Wrath of Khan is in our top 10 lists and uh, and it's our first podcast. And we really wanted to get, in something that, get into something that we just loved and we could obsess over and go through details and nerd out on. Um, so Exactly. And yeah. I think for me, I think this is more of like, you look at like um, how the Star Wars Minute guys did it and they started with episode four and then did the three, you know, movies, uh, Empire, Jedi, and then they went back and did the so-called bad ones, you know, Phantom Menace. <laughs> right. I'm sure they'll do clones and, uh, you know, the Sith. For me, this is where I think it really sort of starts off the Star Trek movie experience. I mean, this was a change of, uh, you know, costume that, that lived throughout the next five movies. Um, you know, their uniforms, whereas I feel like motion picture is just such a different movie from what, they, what they became that it's almost like, let's start with two. If we get to six, we can go back and do one sort of as a phantom menace because <laughs> I think both of us are not big fans of the motion picture. Not to say that it's not, you know, has its place in the Star Trek lore or you know, has moments in it, but it's just not, I think, for me, one of my favorites. Right. And I agree. It doesn't have the same, uh, this same feel or continuity with the rest of the films in the, in the, in the original series, uh, sequence of films. Um, and to, to me, it's almost when I, when I look back at the motion picture, it's almost like it's a transitional, it's almost like an extended episode of the TV show, although right. with higher production values and all that good stuff, but, but it's still, it, it definitely feels like a segue jumping going from TV to film. And, uh, yes, and it's, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So anyway, so that's why we're here. Um, uh, some other info, um, about Wrath of Khan in, in 1982, it ended up being the number six highest grossing film of that year. And what was, what was number one? Of course you asked me that. I, I don't know. Oh, actually I do know. Um, it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was E.T., um, oh well, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I'll and I'll tell you as I was doing some research for this, uh, 1982 was kind of a quite a year for science fiction and fantasy films. So other films that came out in 82, uh, E.T. number one grossing, um, The Thing, Tron. Oh, Tron. Yeah, Blade Runner. Ooh, a classic. Also up in my top ten. Um, yes, definitely. Conan the Barbarian. Not a bad movie. Dark Crystal. Ooh, another really good movie. I, I probably, I, I saw that many, many times. Uh, yes. Theater and on probably HBO when it was, you know, came out on TV. A um, couple other films. Like we could do a podcast on just that movie alone. It's a, it is a good one. And I haven't, I haven't, God, I haven't seen that one since I was probably a teenager, but I loved it. I, I, I would, if I turn it on right now, I would be quoting stuff right back at the screen. I, yep. I'd fall right back into it. Um, the Last Unicorn, uh, kind of a, a kind of a culty, you know, cartoon, yep. but uh, that was a quirky one. But I, I like that one. And then, I don't know if you knew this, there was another film that Shatner was in at '82, uh, huh. Airplane Two, the sequel. Oh yes, <laughs> actually there is a. A uh, fun fact, if you want to go there, and we'll call our factoids fun facts, or maybe I'm just being lame there. But uh, Fun's facts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wrath of Khan facts. That um, the scene that he's in in Airplane 2, where he 
is saying, what are these lights doing? They're blinking, and, they're, and the two lights are going back and forth. That apparently is in regular one. Like the prop? Yes, so the prop is in regular one that makes it into Airplane 2, the sequel. That's fantastic. In the same year. He brought something in from another movie he was in. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, That's great. Um, All right. Well, that was my background. What's going on in 82? The the context of science fiction in fantasy that... uh, Yeah, those were some some good movies. Some heavy hitters in there. Yes. Um, So... Getting to the minute, then, we open with uh, the Paramount logo. And uh, I know I mentioned to you off, off air about the, um, about the mountain and seeing that, and it brings up another one of my favorite series, uh, the Indiana Jones series, because the transition from the Paramount logo mountain to, like, the real mountain Yes. And I went back and I watched, before we started recording, I went back and watched each intro of each Indiana Jones movie, and they figure out a way to incorporate that mountain into the beginning of the movie, whether it's you know, the mountain of, uh, the, in Raiders of the Lost Ark or in uh, Temple of Doom. It's on uh, the gong in, uh, right. in uh, Last Crusade. It's, it's you know, in his house in uh you know where he's a boy scout and then in the last one the new one is an anthill because ants play a big part in that movie but yeah that one on indiana jones <laughs> my only but, uh, my I, yeah sorry my only comment on that one with the the anthill i always the the very first thing i thought of i was all excited to see that movie and you know it fired up and and uh, they show the anthill and all i could think of was caddyshack i was waiting for the gopher oh. to pop <laughs> um what do you think if if Wrath of Khan opened on a mountain like Raiders did? What what like what mountain would it be? I don't know because well obviously we know Shatner is in He's on Iowa the ship. I, I oh. don't know how many you know, uh, Kirk is from Iowa, so I don't know how unless it's like the mountains of Vulcan. Oh yeah, that would be a good one. I was thinking SETI Alpha five. But you're right, Vulcan would have been a good contender yeah. too. Oh yeah, Seti Alpha Five, yeah. Yeah, but I don't that think it's interesting if they we actually had seen uh, the destruction of the planet. Ooh. You know where they thought they were they were being dropped off, and you know obviously we're getting ahead of ourselves with the minutes. But <laughs> what if it was the mountain on the planet that did explode, and you know that was sort of the intro. I like that. We'll save that for the what. Third reboot, the second reboot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the other thing that I, I again, with this, the movie opens. I mean, it's right out of the gate. And granted, we're talking about a minute of title cards and credits and stuff. Right. But right out of the gate is the opening music, and really the opening note of the of the music. It's just kind of that sustained, creepy. I don't even know what instrument it is. Yeah. Um, but I I love that note because for me it. It tells me that even though I know this is a Star Trek movie and it's going to be exciting and uh, all my favorites are in it, and it it's also going to be scary. That yeah. it, it sets the tone just with that one note. You're like, oh, this is it's going to be a scary Star Trek movie. All right, uh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly. But right after that note, you hear it and it sets the mood. It comes right in with the iconic dun 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 part of the part of the uh, song which definitely transitions from that 
eerie to like excitement like oh wow this is a star trek movie like now we're getting into it right familiar yeah different and familiar and all mixed together and yeah love it yeah this has got to be one of my favorite soundtracks um just because there's so many different um iconic pieces parts you know moments in the movie that just i mean to this day i hear them in my head you know it's just they're they're all james horner who uh was the composer uh was fantastic in this particular uh for this particular movie agreed agreed there's a um you know they they they, you know people talk about that you know there's there's great films and 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 great films are made by you know directors and actors and story and but but music is a piece of it and i think that is a big piece of wrath of khan is that there's just some there's some scenes that and we're going to get to them you know throughout the podcast of you know um I'm going to call out to you, like, this is a favorite minute of all the minutes in this film. This is one of my favorites. And I, I bet right. you 20 bucks, you know, on episode one that all of those favorite minutes I'm going to call out, there's probably going to be something awesome going on with the music at the same time. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, and while we're building James Horner up, I do want to call <laughs> him out because I'm going to give you a little bit of homework, homework. and say... While we both love the music of this movie, mm-hmm. listen to the music and the soundtrack for the movie Crawl, which James Horner also composed. And then yep. you'll say, oh my God, it's the same exact soundtrack to Wrath of Khan. You're kidding. I am not kidding. It is like, I again, I'm not bagging on James <laughs> Horner. I think he did a fantastic job with this movie, but kind of mailed it in for Crawl. Really? All right. Did Crawl yeah. come out after? Is that, is that yes, the sequence? Yes, it did. It came out after. I believe it actually came out the next year. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Well, see, that's going to be another fun side effect of doing this podcast is we're going to be, we're going to have to reopen some of these movies that I haven't watched in, in forever. Right. But again, Crawl, that was... Just, yeah, I just watched Crawl, and that's why <clears throat> I was thinking of that, and I was like, I've heard this soundtrack before. And as it got into it, I was like, oh, my God, this is Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And then I went online and did some research on it, and sure enough, he did score Crawl, I think, it, like I said, about a year after. And I couldn't believe how, I don't want to say hacky, but, you know, how <laughs> I'm going to mail it in. We're going to have to do some more research on that and find out why. Maybe there must be a reason. Yeah. All right, so, so homework. homework. So, so, so great. Soundtrack of Crawl. All right. I wasn't planning on homework during this podcast, but uh, that one I can, I'll take it. That sounds like fun homework. <laughs> All right, coming up after a scary note, familiar music, the classic uh, Star Trek titles, Star Trek font. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And whenever I talk about this movie, I always forget the. I always say just Wrath of Khan, and even our podcast is called Wrath of Khan Minute. And I think we need to illustrate that it's The Wrath of Khan. Now that's, so, I agreed, really, we, we should be... Yeah, we should respect the the source, right? Source material. Um, But does that mean, should we be calling it every day, this is the Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan minute? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just wanted to point that out. All right, the Wrath of Khan. Got it. Good, good. All right, what's next? We've learned two things. Are we at the two things of the four that we were supposed to learn? So that's the second thing that we've learned in this minute, which was the title. And doing our research for this particular minute, I found out that, sure enough, that Wrath of, the Wrath of Khan was not its original name. Oh. 
<clears throat> so the first name they came up with was Star Trek, the Genesis Project, which we find out what Genesis is later in the movie. Sure. It was simply called Star Trek II. Lame. Here's one that uh, I think you will recognize. It was called Star Trek, the Undiscovered Country. Used in episode six. Correct. Interesting. And then uh, the last name they had come up with was The Vengeance of Khan. Well, I couldn't find any reference to say if it was Star Trek, The Vengeance of Khan, or just simply The Vengeance of Khan. It ended up getting changed due to too much similarity with uh, what was then called Revenge of the Jedi. Oh. And they felt it was a little too vengeance, revenge, and they felt it was too similar. So they ended up, I believe, coming up with Wrath, and then that's where the Wrath of Khan came from. Very cool. I could have, I could have, I could have handled Vengeance of Khan. Yeah. Although Wrath has just got just such a biblical sound to it, it's done. It's a little more dramatic, bombastic yes. sounding, and it, I think it fits Khan's personality more, which we'll be talking about. Yes, no, More I agree. Once. <laughs> I, I think the one that I was surprised at the most was that it actually was going to be called the Undiscovered Country, which, as we know, is episode uh, you know episode six, who um, was directed by the same the same man. So that's why he came around to it again. Ah, pulled it out of his bag of tricks, as it were. I wonder what the Undiscovered Country was meant in this, yeah, in this, meant, con- was in this it, context yeah yeah was it the gen was it genesis or well we'll have to maybe we'll have to save that till we get there right, um, yes. that's that's very cool all right who's next in the minute so and then we come up with uh starring william shatner captain william, kirk himself captain kirk himself welcome back um yeah uh i i, I was I'm assuming, and I, I haven't checked this, but I'm assuming when you look at the top billing for any of the Star Trek films, it's always Shatner, Nimoy, and Kelly. Right. Yes. Um, I don't think they've ever changed that, so it's pretty much a given. Um, right. That it's going to be it's going to be William Shatner. So, um, and I think I mentioned before that this was not his only film in '82. He was also. Yep. Uh, Buck Murdoch in Airplane 2. Buck Murdoch of Alpha Beta Base. There you go. <laughs> um, and we'll have lots to say about Mr. Shatner as the uh, podcast goes on. So Yes. Yes, uh, of course we will. Right. And I think this minute ends just with a little bit of Leonard Nimoy. We catch just, just a little bit. He comes on screen and then we end the minute. Right. And uh, I was thinking about it, too, as we were, as we were you know, looking at all these minutes now, you know, this triumvirate of, of Shatner, Nimoy, and Kelly, that, you know, two of them are gone now. And uh, just made, made me a little bit sad. I'm like, oh, man, there's, there's so many, so many awesome moments in. Oh, yeah, definitely. In the, you know, in the original series and the films. And, um, <laughs> you know, they make up the heart of the heart of the star wars films and uh star uh, okay, trek. i'm getting uh star trek thank you getting a little choked up here too sorry <laughs> um and uh anyway just it's a it's it's a little bittersweet when you when you when you watch it oh yeah i definitely I, yeah i definitely agree especially with the you know the passing of leonard nimoy um i mean he transitioned from you know he was on the original series to he did all the movies and you know even though 
Um, you know, Shatner was in Generations, sort of the bridge between the next generation movies and the old school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, DeForest Kelly was in the f- very first episode of Next Generation. Nimoy, you know, maintained that character of Spock in many different arcs, you know, even beyond into the reboot. That's, uh, yeah, you know, that's right. Playing Spock. So it became his lifelong character um, of, you know, who he was. And, I, you know, unfortunately, we can't talk about it him with him now about it but it's just like you know you, you spend so much of your life being spock you know what was it what was it what was it really like you know did you enjoy i, I mean i'm gonna guess that he enjoyed it yeah i think i think he went through his moments of because he, he had a an autobiography at one point like i am not spock you know tried to separate right. himself from the character at one point probably in the 70s uh but i think he definitely came back around and and, and understood what the character meant to so many people and i think he you know made peace right. with it and I think that's why he continued to do all of that stuff so right. thank you Mr. Nimoy yes alright oh, well that is our that's the so first minute we did it yes very exciting we made it through <laughs> we can slow to impulse power <laughs> awesome so I think we have another 112 in front of us and um, I'm sure everyone will be just as exciting as this one <laughs> The action starts, I think, in a couple minutes, so we'll actually get to something that uh, that uh, yeah. uh, get get you on the edge of your seat. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, if you don't have anything else for this minute, I think we can uh, we can wrap it up. And um, uh, I just wanted to uh, uh, say thank you to those uh, folks who are, who are listening, and uh, and yes, we just and, want- jo- and joining us for this voyage. Hopefully, we uh, can keep you the entire you know length of the movie and possibly beyond if we move beyond this movie that would be uh, great um well, we have plenty of room on the enterprise so uh you know come on join us on the on the on the voyage the five-year mission the five-year oh boy you think that's how long it's going to take i didn't do the math <laughs> um, but we'd also want to invite folks uh to uh reach out to us so we'd love to hear from you guys um you can uh, uh if you want to send in um uh, comments or, or uh, highlight uh, favorite minutes uh, in the film that uh, moments that you loved in the film or minutes that you loved in the film um, just drop us a line at uh, podcast at wrath of minute uh, wrath of con <laughs> podcast at wrath of con minute dot com um, and uh, 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 we like what you've got to say we will uh, uh, maybe read it on the air and make you part of part of the podcast uh, and uh, again we'd love to hear from you yeah, so obviously, you know, the audience is a big part of this, and, you know, the more people that send in minutes, the more we talk about it, the more we're all engaged in the subject, and, you know, this is, uh, this is for everyone. This movie was, you know, for the fans and everyone, so we want you all to join in. Agreed. We love it. Hope you do, too. And we will, uh, we will talk to you on Wednesday uh, when we uh, move on to Minute 2 of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. See you later. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.